Welcome to the Journey Student Ministry Podcast. We're glad you're here. JSM exists to engage students in the process of knowing Jesus Christ. We pray that this podcast engages you and encourages you to be more like Him. Y'all doing good? Good, 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 man. I'm, um, I'm excited. Um, don't pay attention to what Connor's doing. That's a part of the message, man, later on. So I'm excited about uh, what I'm getting ready to talk to you guys about tonight. Um, uh, I told you earlier it's a um, sensitive subject because a lot of times we don't talk about this in church. Um, and a lot of times we don't want to talk about it because um, of how people are going to feel about it. But my thing about it is this, is that um, if we don't talk about it, you guys will talk about it. And when you talk about it, many times we're listening um, to the wrong people um, that think they're experts about it, and normally they are wrong. And um, that's intimacy and, and relationships. So tonight, man, we're going to dive straight into it. Uh, we're going to get into it. We're going to have... Um, I won't say we'll have fun with it because I do understand there's a lot of people in here that are struggling with different things in their lives, um, whether that be um, same sex, whether that be um, you doing things that are inappropriate with girls or guys. I mean, I get it. I understand it, man. For my whole high school career, I guess if you want to call it a career, the whole time I was in high school, I mean, I, had, I did my fun, I had my fun, I did things that was very inappropriate. So we're going to dive into it tonight. Our hot topic tonight is intimacy and relationships. And so we're going to dive straight into it. I know for some of y'all, you're like, oh my God, I cannot believe we're getting ready to talk about that. But what I need you to do is this. I need you to lean in to what God has to say, because I honestly believe that the only way for us to combat every single thing that you, some of you are dealing with is we got to talk about it. And so several months ago, uh, we did surveys. And in the survey, this was one of the things that you asked, could we please talk about? And I said, hey, if they're asking, can we talk about it? I'm going to talk about it. And um, hopefully everybody listens to what the Spirit of the Lord is trying to say and not what Pat is trying to say. So let's pray, and then we're going to dive straight into God's Word. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much, God, for an opportunity to hang out with these wonderful students and leaders. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, God, everything that is said comes directly from you. I pray, God, for your grace and for your mercy. Hide me behind the cross that everyone will see you and not me. I pray, God, that every word that is uttered comes directly from you. I pray, God, that their hearts and minds and their spirits are open to hear what you're trying to say to all of us. And God, that through this message, we'll be better Christians better believers, better disciples, so that we can point our friends to Jesus, and not just point our friends to Jesus, but God, that we can be pointing towards your son, Jesus Christ. We pray this in your son's name. Amen. So several months ago, you guys did this survey, and in the survey, you asked us to talk about um, intimacy and relationships. And I know a lot of you in here, you have girlfriends and boyfriends, and some of y'all have girlfriends and girlfriends, and some of y'all have boyfriends and boyfriends, but you won't be honest about that. And, but we're going to talk about it tonight. And I know for a lot of people, you think that stuff is funny, but at the end of the day, it's not. It's not funny at all. I can remember when I was in the military, um, um, I was one of those people 
that was picking on this guy that I knew for a fact that was struggling with um, his sexuality. Like I did some awful, awful, awful things to this, this person. Not just me, but other people too. And at the time, I didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So let me go ahead and say this now and put this disclaimer out here. Um, I understand that we all struggle with different types of sin and different things in our lives, but I'm not going to say that your sin that you're struggling with is any different from the person that is struggling with the sin of having sex with their girlfriend. I'm not going to say that at all because at the end of the day, it's on the same page. We all struggle with different things, and at the end of the day, we all need Jesus. Amen? We all need Jesus. So, with that being said, before I even dive into what I'm going to say tonight, I want you to understand this, that in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 through 17, this is what the Bible says. The Bible says this, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful for, to teach us what is true, to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. And at the end of the day, that is the foundation of every single thing that we do. We have to build our lives on God's word. And if you're going to have an argument about what you believe, whether you think it's right or wrong, you have to build it on God's word. And if you don't, if it's not built on God's word, chances are it's not right. So what I've just done is I'm telling you for the standard that we're going to set tonight, it is the standard of God's word period. There are some things in here that I don't understand. There are some things in here that I, I kind of get like, uh, God, like really, uh, that don't make any sense. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I didn't write it. I didn't help write it. And so I have to believe the person that wrote it and every single thing that is in it. At the end of the day, God wrote it. I don't think my job is to do is believe it and that settles it. So we can sit here and have all our different opinions about what we think is right and what we think is wrong. But at the end of the day, if it's in the word, it's either right or wrong. So we have a, we have a foundation. The Bible is our foundation. We have fellowship with God. Our fellowship with God is very, very important. That's the way we communicate with him. It's the same way that you communicate with the person that you're dating or the person that you're talking to. You communicate with them every single day. Our, our faith is built on God's word. All of that's built on God's word. And with that being said, if everything is built on God's word, we have to make sure that we get in God's word to know God's word so that we can make sure that we're living lives that display the life that God has called us to live. It's not our job um, to say, I'm going to live the way I want to live. I've said this before and I'll keep saying it. You cannot be who you want to be and be who God wants you to be. It does not work. It will never, ever work for you. I promise you, you're going to struggle with it. And so as we dive into these different things, man, you have to ask yourself, like, one question is this. Even myself, I ask myself this question, like, 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 like what? I know I was saying this earlier, the band was, was practicing, and I was like, man, I'm going to talk about this three-letter word. They're like, Patrick, please don't say it. But, but I can't say it. I, I got to say it. So you got to ask yourself this question. Like, we're all in here, you're high schoolers, this is the thing, all of y'all talk about this, well, I'm not going to say all of y'all, some of y'all talk about it a lot, and some of you don't. So you have to ask yourself this question, like, who created 
this thing called sex. Who created it? Like God created it. And what has happened is this, is that the world has has corrupted something that God has created. So God created this and God created it to be between a husband and a wife. Not only that, like what happens when you step outside the box, when you decide to step out of your, your, your zone and do things that are inappropriate for you? You know what happens? You, it creates problems for you. And I'm going to talk about some of those problems. What, what some of those, those issues or some of the things that we're doing that is outside the box? I've already said one. We, we, we're lusting after people, right? Don't we lust after people, right? How many of y'all have ever seen a movie, a show comes on, and it's a very cute guy, and he has his shirt off, and he has a six-pack, and you don't get that warm and fuzzy feeling. You like, like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, girl, 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 he's so, girl, girl, mm, girl. Girl, when I see him, whoo, he does something to me. But this is the thing, though. This is the thing, though. Hold on. Listen up. It's the same way with guys, too. Same way with guys. They see a cute girl, and she's, you know, she's nice, and you see her, you be like, whoo, man, boy. Your mind go places that should not go, so you're lusting after somebody else. The other example of that is porn. Because if I ask you right now to be honest with me and say, hey, man, let me check your history on your phone. Or let me check your history on your iPad or let me check your history on your MacBook or whatever device that you have. All of us, all of us, man, all of us have different things. It may not be porn. It it may be it may be homosexuality. It may be that. You may be saying, man, that I'm struggling with my sexuality. I, have, I, I don't know if I like guys. I don't know if I like girls. I, I don't know what I like right now. It could be that. It, it could be pontification. Like you, like, you're, you're, like you are into it. You are actually actively doing it. Like, like some of us think this stuff is funny, but it's not funny, man, when I'm having a conversation with a young lady because she's decided to give herself to a guy and the guys decided he doesn't want to be with her anymore. Like, that's, like it, it's funny at the time, but it's not funny when she's crying all over the place. Like, it's not, it's not funny at all. And so for some of the adults, I mean, some adults, man, we have adults that are committing adultery. And, and, and this one is going to blow your mind, which I've never, ever said this is from the stage at all. And I know... This conversation has been had in groups. I know for a fact it has. So I'm going to be as raw as I possibly can tonight. Another example of, of some stepping out of the box is... I'm going to get in trouble for this one. I, you know, I do have it. It, it, is, it is this word called Masturbation. Now, now you're sitting there saying that, and you're sitting there like, man, I can't believe you said it, but, but I, I'm being real with y'all. Like, I love you enough to be real with you and tell you that the Bible tell, tells us anything that is done outside the body is, incor- outside the body is incorrect. 
So as we're reading through this text, man, we're going to dive into 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses um, 12 through 20. And I'm going to give you a little background of what's going on in the text. Background of what's going on in the text is this, is that um, the church at Corinth was kind of like the environment that we have right now, where every single show that we watch, it, it, it sells sex. Every single thing that we do, it promotes it. Every single thing that's going on in, in that particular area, that's all they were worried about. The book of Corinthians is a book of problems. Paul is correcting the issues that they have. The people had a slogan that they lived by. Basically, the slogan was this, I can do what I want to do. And it's really not different from the world that we have right now. And see, your slogans are a little different because your slogans kind of go in the form of emojis. You know what emojis are, right? So I'm going to show you guys some emojis real quick, and I want you to tell me what they mean. So I'm going to show you this first one real quick. Let's see what this first one is. What, what does that mean? Now, you, you know what? You don't have to answer it. You don't even have to answer it. I got it. I got it. You don't have to answer it. I, I got it. I got it. Give me one. Give me two. You, you don't have to worry about I got it. I could be wrong with this, but um, somebody told me that it means... Um, Send me a, a picture. Yeah. That's, that, that's what I heard. I, I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. All right. What, what about this? What about this next one? What is this one here? What does this one mean? That means what? Only one person. Give me one. Give me two. What is, hold on. Yeah, one person raise your hand real quick. One person. Uh, I don't trust y'all. I don't trust y'all. No, God, no. What does it mean? That was fire. Does that mean she's fire too? Okay, okay. All right, then. All right, cool, cool. What about this next one? What about this one? Huh? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Riley's going to answer this. One. Riley, what does this mean? Riley, what does this mean? Say it again. Oh, oh Riley said it means your your. Your, your boobs, that's what it means. Now, now, this is the thing. Like, y'all are laughing. Y'all are laughing, right? And y'all think it's funny. What, what, what's, funny is, it was, what's funny is this, is that some of y'all have got texts like this from guys. Like, you've got texts from a guy that has sent you this. What about this next one? What about this next one? What, is, what does that mean? Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. What, what, is that, what does that mean? You know what it means? You never seen that? All right, give me one. Give me two. All right, listen up. Does anybody know what this one means? Oh, okay. I'm glad you don't, so I'm going to explain it to you. So I'm on the internet today. Well, actually, it was today, earlier this week. And I'm, I'm looking up, like, these different emojis. Maybe don't ever send this to anyone. Please don't. Please don't ever send this to anyone. But I'm going to tell you what it means. Just so you will know when you get it, you can go ahead and delete this boy's phone number. This is what it means. <sighs> Jesus. It means, I, I can't believe I'm getting ready to say this. It means I want to hump you. That's what it means. Like y'all are laughing, but, but. Oh, 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 okay, you don't say that. So what, what do you say then? Since, since, since you're going to say that, you don't say, tell me what you say. I don't 
Oh, so, no, 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 hold on, give me one. Give me two. So what you ask? You don't ask nothing? Oh, you're a good boy. You're a good boy. Hey, what about your friends right there? They don't ask nothing either? Oh, oh, but they use an emoji, right? Okay, good, good, good. We, we, we're good, we're good, we're good. All right, so let's go ahead and dive straight into the message, man. Let's go ahead and dive straight into the message. All right, so he said he don't know what emoji they use, but they're using a type of emoji. All right, so 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 12 through uh, 20 says this. And this is what it says. He says, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Food is meant for the stomach and stomach for, the food, for food, and God will destroy them both and the other. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God raised the Lord and God raised the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. Or do you not know that he who is joined to the prostitute becomes one body with her? For as it is written, the two will become one flesh. Verse 17. But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Flee from sexual immorality. Every sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexual immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have, found, have, have, have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. And the very first thing I want to kind of point out to you guys tonight is this, as I kind of run through this. First thing is this. First thing we learn in the text is freedom is not freedom if it takes something from you. Freedom is not freedom if it takes something from you. What do I mean when I say that? The, the, the church of Corinth was saying this, all things are lawful for me, but, but not all things are helpful. It's them saying that. And what Paul is saying is that I'm taking the slogan that you are using by saying, I can do what I want to do. And Paul is telling them, just because you have the freedom to do it doesn't mean that you have the right to do it. Because you have to ask yourself this question. If I have the freedom to do it and I do it, is it going to take anything from me? A lot of times what ends up happening, man, is that we end up getting relationships with people. And then we end up kind of going past first and second and third base. And we end up giving, giving them something that they don't deserve. Because please understand this, that what ends up happening is that every single time you make a decision that you are going to, I, I'll speak for myself. I'll, I'll talk about myself. I don't want to talk about you. I'll talk about myself. When I was in high school, um, every single time that I made it a conscious effort to hang out, I'll say hang out with the girl because I'm old. Um, or, or be intimate with her, I was always giving a part of myself to that person. Now, I had the freedom to do whatever I wanted to do, but just because I have freedom doesn't mean I should do it. And that's what Paul is saying to the church of Corinth. Just because you have the freedom to do it don't mean you need to do it. You have the freedom to do whatever you want to do. 
But if I have the freedom to do it, does it, is that right? Is that right? Paul is saying, no, it's not right. Because what ends up happening when you decide to give yourself to people that don't deserve you, what ends up happening, you lose your innocence. You lose your little bit of innocence that you have. Not only that, you lose your joy, you lose your peace, you lose your mind, you lose all of that because you decided to abuse the freedom that you had. And some of us, man, I praise God, man, if you have never, you've never done anything wrong, praise God, man, I've seen some guys walking around with shirts that says virginity rocks, man, you are absolutely right, it absolutely, absolutely does rock, and you like, man, why are they wearing that shirt? But I guarantee you this right here, if you go and ask the person that has decided to give themselves to somebody and what was taken from them, I promise you this, I promise you that person is struggling. I promise you you are. Because I'm lear- I've learned this, is that guys and girls are very, very different. They're very different. Girls are very emotional. They're very emotional. So if, I get, if a girl gives herself to, to this guy, she's expecting that this guy is going to love her with all his heart. And what ends up happening, the moment that the guy decides he doesn't want to be with her anymore, because they had the freedom to hold hands. They had the freedom to kiss. They had the freedom to kind of do a little, little something before they kind of got the like first um, home run. Let me hit home run. They had all that freedom to do that. And then the moment it happens, the moment it happens, that girl says, man, I wish I would have never done that the moment the guy breaks up with her. The moment it happens, she's like, I wish I would have never done that because I gave something. I took something that was a treasure and made it trash. And if you are a treasure, if you are a treasure, you can't get, get, be giving yourself the trash. Period. Might drop. And I can say that because I was one of those people that was trash. And I was looking for trash. And I found a whole lot of trash and created a whole lot of problems and issues in my head. Because if I honestly told you what was really going on in my head, you would not believe it. You would not understand it at all. What, what happened was because I abused the freedom that I had, and it created nothing but issues for me. Nothing for issues for me. It's the same way that you guys have your phones. You have your phone, and you have the ability to abuse what it is that you have. You can go to innocent. Your phone um, is it, a mini computer. You can go anywhere at any given time. You can watch anything that you want to watch. When, when I was in high school, man, we were writing love notes. And if we took a picture of a girl, it was like in a Polaroid, man. And if you don't know what that is, it was like a Polaroid. You take the picture and the, and the picture comes out. And you have to do like this. But y'all, y'all just got that. Y'all ain't, y'all, y'all ain't had that long. Y'all just got that. We had to do like this. And then the next thing you know, you had to kind of hide the picture because you didn't want your parents to see it. But now, y'all jokers got it on your phones. You got it on your phones. So you're abusing the freedom that you have. And that shouldn't be the case. That's what Paul is telling the church. Freedom is not freedom if it takes something from you. It is not freedom if it takes something from me. 
Because at the end of the day, I want to make sure that I value myself the same way that God values me. I don't know if I've ever told you guys this. Um, when, when, when I gave my life to Christ, man, um, I went back and I had to apologize to a ton of people. Like, I had to apologize. and man, I'm so, so sorry, man, for how I treated you. I, like, I'm so sorry. I, man, I had to go and apologize to my wife. Uh, not, 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 let me go ahead and correct this. At the time, Tamika and I was dating, and I was a little off the chain. You can ask her. I was off the chain. I had to go and apologize. Man, I'm so, so sorry. That the, the second time Tamika met Pat, she couldn't even believe it was me. I was talking differently. I was walking differently. She was like, man, this dude is a dork. What's wrong with this guy? He's not even the same dude anymore. It's because I had an encounter with Jesus. And that's what happens when you have an encounter with Jesus. Does that mean that the struggle is gone? Absolutely not. It doesn't mean that at all. So you have to be careful about what you do, man, that you don't abuse the freedom that you have. It'll be equivalent to this, man. Like, I love putting salt on food. I absolutely love it. I love putting salt on food, man. Like, I put me a little salt on some food, man. Yeah, like, I love it. I absolutely love putting salt on food. I have the right to do that because at the end of the day, I want to make sure my food tastes the way I want it to taste. I have the right to do that. But you know what? That ain't good for this brother's blood pressure be eating all that salt because what ends up happening is my blood pressure get all high and a brother is up in the hospital because I decided to sit here and eat all that salt because I was using my freedom to do what I wanted to do to make myself happy. And at the end of the day, our goal is to make God happy. The next thing I learned in text is this, is this, Lowering God's standards to satisfy your flesh creates problems. Lowering your standards, lowering God's standards to satisfy your flesh creates problems. Listen to what he says. He says, and God raised the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your body is a member of Christ? Shall I then take members of Christ and make the members of a prostitute? He says, never. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For as is it written, the two shall become one flesh, but he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Every time you decide that you are going to connect or hang out with a guy, you connect and you become one. And what ends up happening is this. You give a piece of yourself to that person. It's called soul ties. So what ends up happening is that if I sleep with this girl, I'm giving a piece of her to my, I'm giving a piece, of, a piece of myself away. And then I decide I sleep with this next girl. I just gave a piece of myself away. I sleep with this next girl. I give a piece of myself away. Same thing with girls. You sleep with that guy, you give a piece of yourself away. Before you know it, you are all over the school because you decided to have intimacy with every single body and you giving a piece of yourself away. And so what ends up happening is this. You say, I'm going to lower God's standard to satisfy my flesh. And when I do that, that creates nothing but problems. You become one with the person. That's what the Bible says. And that marriage is the only time 
that you should be having intimacy with somebody. If you love that girl as much as you say you do, man, you need to learn how to wait. You better learn how to treat her like a queen. You need to learn how to treat him like a king. I ain't telling you to sit there and bow down to him, but I am telling you this. You need to learn how to tell him no to the no to the no to the no, no, no. We ain't going that partner. We ain't doing that. We ain't doing none of it. None of it. Don't ask me to do that. I ain't doing that either. Don't, don't, don't ask me to put myself in situations where I'm lowering God's standards to satisfy my flesh. Uh, and a lot of us have done that. A lot of us have done that. Even the society that we live in right now, the standard that God has set has been completely lowered to make everybody happy. It's to please everybody. God's standard has not changed, period. Whether you like it or not, it has not changed. God's standard is here. And so what we want to do is that we want to lower the standard to satisfy our flesh. And I get it. Been there, done that. I could write a book on it. But that's, that shouldn't be the case. Paul is telling us, man, that we have to value our body, that I'm not going to lower the standard to, fit, to, to satisfy myself. Guys do it. Girls do it. It's going on in your schools right now. You guys have friends that you have talked to that they are struggling with their sexuality, man. They are struggling with it. They don't know, they don't know if they're a boy or a girl. They have no idea. They're struggling with it. And see, a lot of us will sit there and laugh at them when they come and tell us that, but you never know the history behind why that person is struggling with what they're struggling with. Like, you don't know that that person could have been molested at a young age. You have no idea at all. No idea. But we'll laugh at them and joke around with them and make people feel bad to the point that they don't even feel like they're even welcome at all. And here it is. We're supposed to be the church and we're supposed to be loving on people. We're supposed to be taking care of. We're supposed to invite people in because at the end of the day, I can love you, but I ain't got to love your sin. I can love you. I don't have to love your sin. And see, we'll put that the homosexuality way up here. But the kid that is masturbating, we won't say nothing to him. The girl that is sleeping with the football team, we won't say nothing to her. The girl that is going down on her boyfriend, we won't say nothing to her at all. If y'all want to get real, let's get real. Because this is the thing I know for a fact that it's happening. You ain't got to tell me that you're doing it. You ain't got to say a word. I know that you're doing it. And it's not everybody that is doing it. But you got friends that are doing it. And if, if I'm your friend, why I'm going to let you do that and lower your standards like that when God has set a standard that is so much higher than that? It's equivalent to this. Y'all see my basketball goal? Who is this goal for? It's for a kid, right? It's for a kid. You're absolutely right. Man, I can, I can score on this thing. I can score. I'm a baller. Look at that boy. Oh, I missed that thing, dog. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I can dunk on it. Why you see that? You see that dunk? You see that thing? I'm about to go up in there like. Y'all like that? 
Hold on one second. Hold on, hold on, hold on one second. Hold on, let me get that ball. Hold on, hold on. Anybody else want to dunk? You want to dunk? Who wants to dunk? You want to dunk? You want to dunk? Come on up here and dunk. Come on up here and dunk, man. Let him dunk. Come on up here. Come on up here and dunk. I got like 10 minutes. Come on up here. Now, you break my goal, woman, we're going to have a problem. Oh, look at him. Look at him. Oh, look at him. Oh, give it up for him. Give it up for him. Yeah. I'm glad that you did that. You can hold on to it. Actually, throw it to me real quick. Hey, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Can you do that on a 10-foot goal? Probably not. Oh, you can't? No. Why not? I'm 5'8". Oh. You ain't that tall? Okay. Hmm, that's interesting. That's, that's interesting. So, this is not a regulation goal right now? No. It's not? But, but you know what's funny is this, is that the world has lowered their standard, and what ends up happening is that we conform, conform to it, and we do every single thing that the world does. Every single thing that the world does. When God says, my standard is 10 feet, and everybody can't reach it, but at the end of the day, you may can't reach it, but you can at least strive to get there. So at the end of the day, it's, I don't lower God's standards to satisfy my flesh. I don't do that. And what's happening in our world today, man, is that the standards are being lowered like no other. There is not a standard anymore. There's not a TV show that I, I remember watching shows, man, 10, 15 years ago. There are just some things, man, they would not put on TV shows. It wouldn't happen at all. Now, boy, whoo. I, I don't have to go to a porn site to watch porn anymore. It is right there in my face. And so the standards have been lowered. And what happens when the standards are lowered, we begin to satisfy our flesh. Now, regardless of what it is, it doesn't matter what it is. We can't lower our standards just so we can score to make ourselves feel better. It doesn't work like that. The Bible says this, that even if you have lowered the standard, even if you have lowered God's standards, the Bible says this in 1 John 1 and 9, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all your unrighteousness. But you got to confess. And this is the same thing, girls. Stop lowering yourself to satisfy some dang stank tail boy, please. Like, stop doing that. Like, you are so much better than that. So much better than that. Guys, stop lowering yourself because, because I understand this. A lot of times we sit there and blame everything on the guys and say it's the guys' fault, but I know that ain't the case at all. There are some girls that are hot like chicken. Fried chicken with hot sauce on it. You are hot like chicken. Guys, stop lowering yourself to satisfy somebody else. Don't do that. Don't do that. Why? Why, why don't I want to do that? Because at the end of the day, my job is not just to score with my flesh. My job is to please God. That's one of the things that we learn from the text. Lowering our standards to satisfy our, our flesh creates nothing but problems. Last but not least is this. Third thing we learn from the text is this. Running away does not make you weak. It makes you strong. Why is that? 
This is, what he, this is what he says. He says, flee from sexual immorality. Now, the last time I, last time I checked, if I'm fleeing, that means I'm running. Not, 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 why, why would Paul tell you to flee from sexual immorality? Let me tell you why. Because he knows it's going to create nothing but problems for you. Nothing but problems. How do I know that? Because the moment you do something you have no business doing, you lose your mind, you lose your emotions, you lose the place where you can make solid decisions. Because if I ask the question right now, and please don't raise your hand, if I ask the question right now, how many of you guys have went further with the guy than you should have, and you're emotionally attached to that guy right now, you will raise your hand and say, yep, I absolutely am. Because at the end of the day, he tells us to flee, to run from it. He tells us to run from it. He says every sin outside, outside the body, man. And what he's referring to is the things I talked about earlier. That's what he was referring to. You got to run. You got to flee from it. Because the moment you attach yourself to it and you don't run to it, you don't run away from it, you know what ends up happening, man? You eat physically attached to the person, you're emotionally attached to the person, you're mentally attached to the person, you're spiritually attached to the person, and then you're wondering why you can't get it off of you. You can't shake it off. You can't get it off because it's stuck to you. Like, man, you're trying to get it off because I can tell you this. If you have honest conversations with your leaders that have lived the life where they, they, they know they did something wrong. They know they stepped outside the box. If you ask them, how did you feel when that happened? I guarantee they'll be honest with you. They'll tell you, man, it was one of the worst decisions I ever made in my life. It was one of the worst decisions. And you got to flee. You got to run. The Bible tells us that you, you reap what you sow. This is in Galatians chapter um, 6, 7 through, um, 7 through 8. It says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will, sows his own flesh, will from flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit, from the spirit, reap eternal life. You got you to run. There's some of y'all in here right now that you need to be running away from situations instead of running to it. Like you are literally running head first into it, into sin. You're running head first into it. And then you're asking yourself, man, why am I always feeling down, man? Why am I always hurt? Why am I always emotionally stressed all the time? And see, a lot of times, man, we, we think it's not that big of a deal. We think that, that you know, if, if I don't run and I, and I do this, everything's going to work out. And it's not always a case like that. Because you know what happens, when you, what happens when you run? It protects you. Once again, it protects you physically. Physically, it protects you from getting, get, I mean, let's be real, teenage pregnancy. I can speak to that. I can speak to that. Wrote a book on that. It, it protects you from that. Not only that, it protects me mentally that my mind is just not so out there and just so dang on crazy. It, it protects me 
spiritually because I can communicate with God and have a conversation with him because I decided to run. And see what happens, man. I know you're probably saying like, man, like, why is this up here? So th- this is my kind of representation. This, this, is, this is us at camp. This is up at us at, at, at Fusion where you get to go and you get to hang out. I slide this. Got a little water in it. There we go. I don't like water. And, you know, you're going to laugh at me, man, but I still don't know how to swim. That's totally fine. What ends up happening is this. This is the lake, right? And the Bible tells me to flee from sexual immorality. This is sexual immorality right here. All, this is sexual immorality. And you know a lot of times what we do? We'll just walk around it. Just teetering on it, just walking around it, just playing with it. Like, man, you know what? If I, if I hang out, I, I'm gonna just going to hang out right here for a little while. I'm going to hang out right here for a little while. And not realizing that you're kind of walking on the edge of the pond. You're kind of walking on the edge of the lake. And you know what happens when you walk on the edge of the lake? Say it again. You fall in you, and you get wet just a little, right? You get wet just a little because you're walking and you're walking, you're walking, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, what ends up happening because you've been walking around there for so long and you decided not to flee, you end up getting in. The only thing you're worrying about is my shoes. Let me tell you what I'm worried about. I, like, like, you're laughing. You're laughing. I can buy another pair of shoes. I can't fix your soul. I, I can't fix the relationship that you have with Jesus. I can't fix it. You worrying about my shoes, man? I'm worrying about your soul, man. I don't care about no dang shoes. I paid $20 for these shoes. You think I care about some shoes? I don't. I'm worried about you falling into something that you cannot get yourself out of because you won't run away. Because you're running to the sin instead of running away from the sin. And what ends up happening, you up in here just getting wet. You are just getting completely confused because you decided not to run. And that's what ends up happening. And so I get wet, man. I get wet. Because what ends up happening, if I hang around my boyfriend long enough, if I hang around him long enough and he keeps telling me, babe, I love you, babe, I love you, I promise you at some point you're going to fall. If I hang around that girl long enough and, man, that, that beast come out in me, at some point you're going to get wet because you decided not to flee because you lowered your standards to satisfy your flesh. And every time you do that, it creates nothing but problems. Your take home for tonight is this. My value in Christ is not built on my insecurities or my failures. My value is built on the price he paid for me. That's the most important thing. That's the most important thing. Thanks again for listening to the Journey Student Ministry Podcast. If you need help taking your next steps, email our team at jsmnextsteps at journeycommunity.net.